Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Music Challenge Podcast, where every week, three music-loving friends sit down and talk brass tacks about the music that has touched our lives. This season on the Music Challenge Podcast, we'll be talking about our formative four, the four albums that set us on our personal musical journeys. Where did your musical journey begin? Let us know who your formative four are. We'll be featuring listener selections along the way, and we just may feature your groundbreaking music grails. The albums that started it all for you and what you're listening to now. Let us know what we're missing out on and what we can be listening to. Email us at musicchallengepod at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at musicchallengepod on Instagram. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for weekly episodes featuring some of the most influential albums of our past, present, and future. And now, without further ado, let's jump into the latest episode of the Music Challenge Podcast. Welcome to the Music Challenge Podcast, where we are exploring your formative four. And this week, we are looking at Prince's Purple Rain, an extremely important album. I want to introduce my co-host, uh, Jed. Howdy, y'all. How's it going? Y'all. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. Uh, it's going pretty good for me. Hi, guys. Uh, what's up? That's what you're wondering. Uh, yeah, it's going pretty good for me. And we have Rob here. At- hey, guys. We have a How's it full, going? full cast here. Rob's on a great mic, and we sound Finally. like <laughs> actually we sound better than when we're all together. We've been so, working out the kinks. We're working out the kinks. We don't have the you know would you know that type of visual, uh, you know, where people are reading my eyes and stuff like that, and you know that kind of crazy stuff. But um, I'd say we're doing pretty good, to tell you the truth, since we're. Kind of shortly yeah, into this, we're holding it together. We're figuring remote. it out. It takes some getting used to. Rolling sure. with the flow, yeah. It takes some getting used to, and I think in the end, it's not the best product. But it, for what we're going it's through, damn good. It's, it's pretty, pretty damn. Good. It's really damn good. It's easy as hell to edit. So, in any case, um, we're going to try a new segment tonight, and it's actually what's outside the box tonight because we want to take a look at a, a band that is not normally on uh i would say our um our focus group's radar and there we, we go there you go and we want to we want to kind of not only explore it ourselves and tell you what we think uh but that will give you a chance to explore it as well 
and uh, we'll play a little bit of music for you, let you listen to it. And uh, what's outside the box is Mac Miller tonight uh, is our featured artist yeah. for what's outside Co- the box. The listen to as one of nine, you have to listen to this. Is yeah. on that episode. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. but it's all right. I appreciate not, it. Not something that the three of us would typically seek out, but it, it's Mac Miller's final album called Circles. And I, I don't know how yeah, I got onto it, um, but it was finished after his untimely death. He, he overdosed, unfortunately. his producer and i think his name is john brian and um after lengthy conversation with mac about how he wanted the album done and i listened to it and it was just um to me it was pretty moving and um fit what we're going through right now with with this covid corona stuff um and and then also knowing it actually did hindsight um, knowing the guy OD'd, I mean, it's almost prophetic and it's just, it's, it's well-written. I think he, the dude's a poet. Um, and he knows I don't, it. I don't, yeah, I don't, it, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to, I don't mean to take, uh, to, to keep yapping about it, but he was a, he was a multi-instrumentalist, fell into hip hop, did well at it. Um, and it, it was, it was different. I, I think his other stuff, his other, records um they're they're it's a different style of hip-hop and i mean i i like all different types i guess but um i'm pretty specific and it's got to be well written and his stuff is well written jeb what do you think yeah man i i had never really given him uh much of like you know like the time of day really and like i just i had never really connected with him i knew like what he you know kind of what it was about but i never really sat down and listened to any of his records and like Right. So this gave me a great opportunity. Like more than anything before this, I had seen the, uh, the NPR like tiny desk thing that he had done Mm -hmm. and thought that was pretty cool and was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to come back and listen to, listen to this guy. And then I, you know, bounced into this record and was kind of blown away. Like I just, it, it makes perfect sense for like the time and the energy that's around right now and just what's happening in the world. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like the flow of it, like the timing and like the slow pace. I, I like really slow paced hip hop generally. And like, totally. I was shocked by 
what I came upon for him. And like a few days ago, I was listening to it and I texted you like, you know, there's like nothing better than sitting on this, sitting, sitting on my couch, all ripped, like staring at a storm outside Absolutely. at like 11 a.m. Oh, and, 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 listen, and, listen, and listening to this record. Totally. And, uh, and in, it, like in, it made so much sense in that, in that regard, like just sitting there a dark day. It was pit, like, it was really dark yeah. in my, in my, in my room. And then, you know, and then some other, and then I started to think like, over the week, like what this connected to. And there are other, there's other music in different genres that like I really have connected to in that same sort of way. And that right hits that sort of, that special nerve that you can, you can feel with certain music. And so I, I, I was, I was writing down some notes and I wrote like, you know, what it, what it rattles off for me is like Thelonious Monk and Nina mm-hmm. Simone and like these, like these like flowy kind of, Oh, I'm sorry. What jazzy. Was, what was the second name you said? Nina Simone. Okay. I don't know. I don't know why she. You and know, just the, like there's like, just something about the pacing of it, and like like the, chill, almost like. And there's I, sometimes, and I don't know why, but I get this like kind of sublimey vibe from him, almost like he could kind of change his his song or pace or or genre almost. But he well, I think was, there's an opiate influence in his music, yeah, certainly. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it, it did it, definitely sound like that. It, it, if, if I could absolutely. offer Absolutely. Which is, which is a common thread in a lot, in a lot of hip-hop For these sure. days is this really paced right. out. Actually, like, American jazz was changed forever by opiates. Yeah, absolutely. And that, I think that's, the, conne- I think that's and, the connection I was trying to And, and to, to tell you, there. too, I do, I do now feel the Thelonious... Kind of feel to it. Um, it. If I could, you know, I'm I'm not a giant fan of hip hop, and that doesn't mean I'm not a fan. It's just that you know, you can't listen to it's, everything. It's and, pick and choose and it's for me. Be, it's 100 pick and choose for me. Yeah, and and uh, and I will say, you know, I was not blown away by this album. Okay, but some of the things that you guys, well, actually, let me let me say this: it's Go not ahead. my it's not my common thing. Sure, it's not my. It's not yeah, my. You're not listening to and, this in the car. And I, right. and I knew. However, that. however, let me, let me see. Uh, however, <laughs> I did get a very surreal type vibe off of, off of this because, like, to tell you the truth, I'm a, uh, I'm sta- I'm staying in my garage listening to this about three o'clock this afternoon. Right. You know, you know, practicing how to tie knots shit like right. that uh, okay right. and you're probably you're probably you're probably a touch uh in your happy place THC yeah uh, THC little some tender handling and care yep that's <laughs> not tired but in any case in one of these birthday parades I, I like all of a sudden craned my head out the door and oh, one of these birthday parades parade. with like 50 cars lining up outside that's my awesome. house well I'm awesome. well and, and it was I just kind of watched everyone and look kind of listen to this dude you know lay this vibe kind of down and um and it fit it, like you know it fit from where i was saying it's like you know this is kind of celebratory but it's also kind of sad and it is it is yeah and it was sad for many reasons you know not just the fact that that's what they had to do but it was also like you know these people weren't observing rules of isolation and whatever else right. and i'm not saying that's right. the worst fucking thing in the world but no i mean i felt like a lot of things you know 
let's be honest, Drew, we didn't really observe the rules of isolation the other day. And I'm just Ooh. saying, I mean, well, we kind of did, but what? No, we didn't. I mean, calling out a bitch for it. I mean, like, no, I'm not, I'm, not, this I'm, out. Not, I'm not calling. Was it hugs or I, I mean, was, I was, bodily fluids? I was were they, were they exchanged? There's a no, big exchange oh, of fluids. I, a, heavy, <laughs> heavy fluid exchange. Good to know. I, I will be honest. I gave Drew a hug when I saw him. <laughs> It's hard to resist sometimes. I saw Drew last night and I wanted to give him a hug. It was really hard not to. I can't believe how much I want to be like, dude, I just want to hug you. I mean, how am I not going to hug my friends? They're saying the handshake's going away. Me and my friends hug. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, man. And it's Rob weird. just started rubbing my skin for a while. And then I'm like, <laughs> all right, just hump my leg. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. That's why your elbow is all raw in that video. That's weird. But music is the closest thing to any drug that I've ever experienced. I mean, it um, it's the only thing that's not a drug that is a drug. I don't know. It's weird. Do you I like it gets like, chills, you know, like I, it makes I, me cry. Yeah, I mean, it feeds your serotonin. Yes. And your, you know, like it feeds your your needs for enjoyment. For like, I, I feel like for for some people it kind of fulfills the needs that people other people use for faith. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. like, yeah. we're like, when that. you're, when you're kind of at a show, you know, oh, you know what kind dude, of show I'm talking of about. Of course. You know, it's like you're in church. Absolutely. Yeah. Fucking lootly. I mean, you watch how you watch how you act. You make sure you just, you make sure you respect everyone around you. Absolutely. You give absolutely, you know, you feed, you try and feed the band so they feed you. Absolutely. At least I do anyway. Yeah. And, Definitely. uh, you know, and that's kind of how I feel about like, you know, for those of us who like feel it so intensely, we're like, you know. And you people know who you are. You know who you are. Where you just, right. where you feel it. I mean, I don't know. I There's nothing more than that feeling like it's just circles. <laughs> Guys, check it out. I mean, there's some great tunes. Um it's it from start to finish. It's, you know, take take our word for it. You'll dig it. Like, you know, and it fit. I was out raking leaves today. I was listening to it. Jed was watching a storm. He was listening to it. It was perfect for both those situations. So it's multidimensional. Check it out. And if I could add to this, I mean, because I'd like to, you know, throw in my two cents as like the, you know, the dude who's not all accustomed to any of this and i i will say it was creative it was yeah. well done correct it was it, i think he got what he was going for and you know is the one of the sad things is it does sound like a swan song it's fucking it's gut-wrenching in that map sounds like manner. a good fucking goodbye yes and and um you know that's about all I can say. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was too bad, but, you know, he definitely had, there was a lot of, of course, creativity and rhythm and For his sure. ability to work with that um, musically, you know, which, you know, we used to mean rhyming all the time. And it, of course it doesn't mean that right. anymore. Right. So, so that's just my two cents on I'm Mac Miller. I mean, I, I, it's it's not particularly my cup of tea, but it's well done. So that's I, yeah. that is that is absolutely all I could expect for the review from you, Drew, and that's awesome. That makes me happy. 
I love, I don't know. Yeah, we didn't have high expectations uh, for you. I, I, love when, I love when people step outside of the box and then, well, that's the exercise we're doing. It's, that's the whole point. Right, wow. <laughs> well, that's why they call it dope, Rob. I get it. I get it. Um, so are we going to, so Drew, are we going to move into Purple Rain? Because I'm pretty excited to talk about this. What do you guys think? Yeah, I've been pretty excited too. Um, yeah, let's say a quick break and... Uh, you know, say hi to everyone, remind everyone who they're listening to. Right. Right. So, and Drew, do you want to take it? Uh, yeah. So, uh, I tell you what, uh, we're going to listen to a piece of Erotic City on our way out uh, to our, our most important messages. And um, this was actually the B side to Let's Go Crazy. And it's a kind of life of its own. So much so that when uh, I personally went and saw Prince, uh, my junior in high school, uh, uh, he opened the show with the B-side to Let's Go Crazy. So and I listened, here it goes. Sorry, guys. Go I listened to it today, cooking some Italian sausage, and it's wonderful. Enjoy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, think of Italian sausage when you listen to this. Erotic City. Remember, everyone, we want you to submit your formative four. Tell us the musical seeds that set you on your path, and we might review one of your albums right here on the air. You can get on our blog at musicchallenge.fireside.fm or email us at musicchallengepod at gmail.com. Also, you can slip into our DMs at musicchallengepod on Instagram. Come as close to four as you can, but if you need more or less, that's all right, too. Remember... Music Challenge Pod at gmail.com 
and you could hear us discuss one of your albums. All right, well, let's just jump in with uh, Purple Rain. Uh, we already listened to Let's Go Crazy, which uh, spent several weeks at the number one spot. Um, if I could uh, just take us into Purple Rain myself, because it was one of my formative four al- albums. And uh, if I could just tell a little story. Uh, so one night my parents uh, were going out, they were going out to dinner with some other couple or something like that. And and I was probably 13 or 14. And um, okay. This is this is probably 1985 or six. Purple Rain was actually out on videotape at that time, and that was actually right, right when the movie. Right, right. And that and the thing is, my brother had had the album for you know a year at that point, practically. And, sure. And uh, so I was knew every fucking word, whatever. But I hadn't seen the movie. So there's this this is right when video rental hit and uh, blockbuster no or not even just like family family owned like rent yeah yeah, way pre-blockbuster where it was like either you either had a choice of vhs or beta and uh with the creepy room in the back no, no, right. no, there's no creepy room <laughs> Must in the be back. 21. It was even pre-creepy room in the back. And uh, it, it didn't take them long to start doing porn. So in any case, I saw that one day, <laughs> I, if I can go on, I saw one day that this place had purple rain. And, uh, yeah. and uh, I was, you know, it wasn't the type of thing my mom was going to let me take home. First of all, it was rated, oh, it was rated R. <laughs> And uh, like, it had fucking prints in it for Christ's for sake. Christ's sake. And uh, so uh, my parents were going out one night, and uh, I I got this elaborate plan where I'm going to ride my ten speed to uh, to the movie store, and I had a I had a huffy sweet huffy Omni Ten that I rode a couple miles to the video store, and then tri- and you picked. And then tried to tried to look as old as I fucking could <laughs> while I rented this rated R movie. And of course, I mean things are quite aren't quite our, like they are now, but I mean the guy was sure. of course going to take my five dollars if uh Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So so he really didn't care how old I was and, and don't get caught with this kid. Yeah. Just shut your mouth about it. Right. Bring it back before your parents come home from dinner. Yeah, really. So the thing is, I know I'm on a schedule and I like, so I haul ass home, you know, two miles, sweating bricks, whatever, right, you know. Right. Where is the champagne? No, this was actually in Rockford. This is when I lived in Rockford. Okay. Yeah, th- this okay. is uh, probably home of cheap trick. Home of cheap trick. That's true. That is true. That is true. Um, so in any yeah, so I'm hauling ass home, and uh, and I get home about eight o'clock, whatever, and, right. and I'm like, uh, you know, so I, 
I watched Purple Rain, you know, right. in its entirety. And, sure. and frankly, um, I consider that kind of my first date ever. <laughs> I like the way you describe that. I was wondering, I was going to ask you if you, when you got home, you popped it in the VCR. And uh, no, I didn't pop phone. it in the VCR. I put the movie on. How do you? Tidy, stripped down into your tidy whiteies. <laughs> nope, there was no greasing up. There was no calisthenics. <laughs> there was no. Uh, you would have made Prince proud if you did, though. Yes, yes. If I like made a video of it and sent it to him, yeah, I would have loved it. <laughs> not at not at twelve though. <laughs> yeah, actually, I could have sent it to a different singer, and that would have been that would have got me to Hollywood. Oh my God! All right, let's change that subject. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> if so, you want so you, uh, so, so you in any case purple. yeah watched purple rain that <laughs> night and uh you know got the whole uh you know it is uh as they say semi-autobiographical semi-biographical right. or something you, you got the whole and, basically uh, what you're saying is you got the whole prince experience it's a kind of prince experience and it was kind of i would say uh a coming of age type exp- experience where you know you know, it was obviously the movie is, and the album, and the album's really what we're here to talk about, but they are intertwined totally. Absolutely. And it, it, I mean, it, go ahead. And, and, and it's, it was a coming of age experience. It was a, um, uh, it was a, it was, you know, kind of it was a, a sexy it, type experience you know there was like i said there's no weirdness but like it it made you it made you aware of your sexuality for sure and it was i mean obviously it was a formative fucking record for for you and i mean obviously on my short list of this as well and it's just I mean, consider one of the best albums ever, obviously. It's actually uh, one of the top-selling albums ever. Is I, what I, I do know that. Yeah, yeah. It's like 35 million albums or something like that. And I will Which say, after having just listened to it, and, you know, I am a large Prince fan. Uh, yeah. You know, I went pretty deep with this catalog for a while. and For sure. That's a, that was another thing I was going to say, folks. There's other unbelievable Prince albums. Oh. Sign of the Times. <laughs> Sign of the Times is one of my favorites. Amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing. Um, but this album is so put together. I mean, it is it's almost like you had it planned out note for note, like George I mean, Lucas had I, Star Wars planned out or something like that. It's like he I think he did. It's yeah, almost sure it's, it's almost like it was his it was his game henger. It was his, like you said, Star Wars. And um, when, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if it, can I can I tell my experience of Purple Rain because I'm sure go for it. So, so my older brother again bringing bringing uh, my brother into this. He had a copy of it, and um, I don't know if you guys know this, but but it was one of the albums that started to generate the whole parental advisory sticker yes, yes, yes. From, Tip, from, from Tipper Gore and her, like there's sexual, like, you know, deviant things on this and parents should be warned. But anyways, my mom took that shit hook, line and sinker. And, wow. Um, yeah. And I was for, 
forbidden to listen to Darling Nikki. And to this day, one of my favorite Prince songs ever. Same idea. So badass. I would would take my brother's um, Prince record and go play it on the family stereo downstairs. And what the fuck would I play? I play Darling Nikki or Nobody Was Home. Blow off the bass on your stereo because it's got that that part at the end where it's the double bass. (laughs) Yes, no doubt. (laughs) And or you could blow out your tweeters with his freaking scream as well that's but, true it's, the song I mean, has got everything it's got the narratives it's, it's got him screaming absolutely. it's got him being badass it's got guitar i mean it's, it is it's rolling it's hyper it's hypersexual i mean yeah. it's just, hypersexual is a really good is, way to put it i'd say so it, and i even forgot just, about the, the key term you know until i listened to it like you know I mean, he said, did he just say master? Yeah, he did. he did. I, that's, uh, maybe that's why I continue to find that so absolutely sexy. And I, I, I'd say that's that, the sexual part. Too, it's like, maybe that's TMI, uh, but I mean, I, maybe that's what just I Just call me up me. whenever you want to grind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's, it's on Yeah. It, it's so, a pretty amazing song. I mean, there's no doubt about and, it. And, and, and listening to it today for the millionth time, um, I mean, the computer blue. Um, oh, that's a pretty special it, song too. It, it, I mean, there's, and then of course it, it was funny too. Um, Autumn was outside and I don't know if she was, oh, she was looking for birds. And uh, my, sure. this is, I'm talking about my daughter here. And then she was kind of talking to me and we were listening to Purple Rain. And she, of course, um, knew who it was, which makes me so happy. But she was asking me questions about Prince and like what he did. And I was like, he did everything. Like he was the best dancer. He was the best singer. He best was a badass guitarist. He would, he would. I'll tell you guys another and that's story. Understated. He always had the best velvet coat too. Exactly. That's understated. How damn good of a guitarist stuff. he is. He was amazing. It drew. Restate that quote that Eric Clapton made years ago. Uh, I'm fairly certain. And I mean, this just kind of tells you what what people think. 
what people think of this man as a guitarist. Uh, I'll summarize, you know, because I don't know the exact quote, but uh, Eric Clapton was on Good Morning America or some sort of bullshit like that and uh, asked him, he's like, what's it like to be the best guitar player in the world? And Eric Clapton replies, he's like, I don't know, you'll have to ask Prince. And, I mean, that just speaks volumes. And, uh, obviously, guys, if you're listening to this and you're passionate about Purple Rain, you know that the dude absolutely rips. But, I mean, there's video of him at at, uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think it was for George Harrison's entry. And he absolutely... No. Was just and was just watching that like a day or two it, ago. It like, is no, so, no. It play? <laughs> he is he plays at George Harrison's like entry into it's right. I think it's so my, was guitar he gently, my guitar gently weeps. And like the dude from uh from is it from ELO and like oh, Tom Patty's yeah. up there. Dan, Danny um Danny Harris Danny Harrison is up there and Prince is up there and he just rips off this ridiculous solo and Danny Harrison looks at Prince like holy shit it's yeah. it's unbelievable and then he just sets his guitar down and walks fuck well, off stage. not only that I mean you know I don't know if anyone here has ever tried to play guitar and sing at the same time oh yeah or sing like that on top of it. Yeah, or play guitar like that on top of it. I right. mean, both are at maximum <laughs> intensity. And, oh, yeah. And, you know, take a song like, uh, uh, is it called The Beautiful Ones? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, man, does he get, once again, it was just an incredible jam, you know. It, Absolutely. At the end of it, where, you know, he's explaining, he's like, you know, do you want me? Because I want you. Woo! It's crazy too, because even on like Computer Blue, which to me sounds so typical, like '80s synthesizer like style music, and everything after it sounded like it, it almost sounded like like music it, from Beverly exactly. Hills Cop or something like that. Yes, 
But and there was a reason why that all sounded like that, because he was like, "Here, watch this." But then he rips into like this jazzy part, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they obviously didn't. They have Jan Hammer for Beverly Hills Cop, obviously. Miami Vice. Or whatever. I shouldn't say Jan Hammer because I don't know who the dude is that did Beverly Hills Cop. I thought it was Jan uh, Axel F. did them all. The was Axel Foley or Axel. That guy that did 19. Right. So, um, but but he ripped and then he just tears off a freaking unbelievable guitar solo. He just, I mean, in it, the cool That's thing about true. Prince too, if 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 he like if he thought a girl's vocals would sound better on a song, he would go find a girl and like feature her vocals. Maybe he'd sing some shit, you know, in the background or whatever, or he'd do a little harmonizing or whatever. But he would so for instance, I don't mean to go off on a tangent, but sign of the times. Um, he recorded that over the course of a period of time in the different studios. And he was, I think in LA recording and Sheena Easton was in the, um, studio next to right. him and mm-hmm. he did, what is that Same song? Drummer. Um, the, the look, I, you, you got, got the look, you got the look, you got so the he, look. Called her, he called her over and, um, and she's like, hell yeah. Um, I'll do that. Um, so she sang in the tune and Sweet. it was just kind of a, anyways. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, uh, frankly, and I, I don't want to let this song go away as long as we're plunging through the first time. Uh, sure. He's, uh, take me with you. Um, amazing. I think it was remastered incredibly well with Apollonia's vocals up higher in the mix where it was almost a duet instead of her singing a backup vocal. Mm-hmm. And uh, she also died of heroin overdose. Oh, she, I didn't know that. Uh, a, few, a few years before Prince did, and Prince was very, very broken up at her funeral. Oh, no, she was. So I didn't he, like, he might have mixed her up. I didn't you know, know that. He might have, you know, in his last because like the last remix of purple rain is 2015 and okay and was it by him is he like well i mean he's, he was still alive right i mean yeah i guess you're right so i mean the last meet remaster i guess i mean to say and, and uh he's in and he's a um he's a uh 
a studio master. So obviously, yeah, I mean, his studio is his house, is his home, is whatever. But take me with you is is like, oh man, it's just like it it has a place in the movie where he's taking her out to Lake Minnetonka to get get purified in the waters of Lake Minnetonka uh, on his. On his purple motorcycle, purple wearing Harley. his purple. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it no, it was like a Honda Goldwing. It wasn't a Harley, but it was a it Honda was Goldwing. A, it for was some a, long was trips. A, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, that's what it was, dude. That's you want to cool. look it up? No, that's cool. Or, or or Yamaha's version of it, or something. But it was purple, and he was wearing his purple gear, and he had man his curls she's hanging out of the back it was almost like you know it reminded me of you know yeah, i'm back is what he said didn't he said it like yes. did he order on the back of the bike like yes. you know yes you know what it reminds me of you know when in peewee's big adventure when they make <laughs> and he's on the motorcycle like it but it's it's like uh what's that guy's name that's playing his part he's like paging mr herman you know and there's that like really good act really like good looking actor from god i can't think of his name playing the part of who you heard uh that's what that motorcycle scene reminds me of. holy shit i've obviously obviously uh-oh you broke true like looks like that one got drilled. oh man paging mr herman paging mr herman <laughs> mr Wee herman um so anyways you got me in the last uh episode too when you were doing uh better off dead and you started doing the uh guys in the car (laughs) one lane one lane meyer (laughs) one he's like one didn't one didn't know how to speak english and the other one learned how to speak english by watching why world of sports he sounded like howard cosell (laughs) one lane meyer I didn't even oh, get that shit now. God damn it. I love Howard Grossell. Hell yeah. I remember some the, Monday night football with his ass. And the agony of defeat. But uh so yeah, that, that's really so the first back, time. To pur- back to purple rain. Right. Yeah, that's only first got yeah, you're right. So I mean, like, you know, we have the wind doves cry, you know that. You know, of course, searing guitar solo again. I mean, the guy did not, he did not cheat us on guitar. And he he directed the video, which, uh, if you remember, was was attacked for its sexuality. Yes, it was. It was, wasn't that the first video he dropped from that movie? And of course, that probably got the attention of Tipper. I think it was probably the first one that, like, was not used with movie footage. I'm pretty sure that that was the first video he dropped from that album. That was like his first single video. You remember when obviously videos were singles back in the day. Um, anyways, so um, Jed, what are your feelings on Purple Rain? Well, like a lot of them, I you know I was four when it came out, so it was like I I never really had a, a good listening. Of, I'd, I'd listened to it before and I'd watched, you know, maybe half of the movie when I was like 12. And, right. Uh, Did you get a bone? No, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> we said we weren't going to ask that. I don't remember. <laughs> I did. If it clears the room or if it clears the air a little bit, I did. But right, uh, I've got a boner. <laughs> but yeah, so I had never, I never got it. And then I never got through like the first, you know, like the little, little commentary in the first songs like until i was an adult probably so like i hadn't listened to it really since i was 
until I was 18 or 20, probably. And then I gave it a listen. Like, you know, I listened to it probably five or six times. So what did you think about it? I mean, you know, listen to it. There, there, there's, I mean, there's, there is that heavy, like, 80s synth tear to it that, like, which I can embrace. I can fully embrace. And then, so once you get past, like, the initial, you know, right. and hearing it, it, just he, that, and you get to, like, listen to the, you know, like, the depth of the music, like, he's obviously right. brilliant. You know, like, absolutely. I wasn't ever into into prince because i was a kid but uh but yeah like i mean the guy the guy was brilliant you can you know you can listen to just his it's like the tiniest lick that he like lays up in any given tune like just dropping little little pops here and there and like right you know, there you know there's like that little tiny nuance that you don't get with other music of the turns the on a dime it's, too guitar, guitar yeah, wise like, i mean yeah. you can turn on a dime he's absolutely yeah, well, he, was, he has obviously. full control of the fretboard, which is something I've always appreciated. That is a fantastic observation. And, and he was a massive Jimi Hendrix fan, and it obviously it's shows. Clear. Yeah, has, actually, his, his tone is his tone when he's when he's ripping on the guitar is just freaking awesome. For yeah, actually, sake. if I could tell a little, uh, a little ditty that I'd like to tell about. Um, in any case, uh, there's three bad there. brothers, you know, so well. <laughs> yeah, we knew that was coming because I set you up for it. Uh, uh in any case, let me get this in. But, uh, so like when he died, you know, that was like a big thing for me. Cause you know, I really didn't know he wasn't doing good. And, uh, right. and it was whatever. Um, but in any case, uh, so it was a tough loss. It was a tough loss for you. Yeah, it was. It was because, you know, whatever. Um, we've all felt it, I think. Um, Absolutely. That happened to be one of mine. So, but um, he's also been a guy who never allows shit on YouTube. Like, you know, right. like pursue stuff and. Like you know, he was very protective of his of his legal rights music. and yes. very Frank Zappish in that realm of his intellectual property, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, but there was a show on there that was from like I think the Controversy tour, the tour before 1999. Controversy, and it was like a it was like watching Richard Simmons on cocaine for two and a half hours, except there's five of them in a row doing it. And it, I mean, I mean, they're up on these hey. ladders. They are absolutely, I mean, in sync, it was, and, but here's where the big, here's where the derivatives were, Rob. Here's what, okay. here's where I felt like, here's what I heard a lot of is I heard a lot of parliament in there. And I heard, oh, hell yeah. And yes. I heard a lot of James Brown. Right. I, I mean, like it was, it, it, it was dominant in the, you know, and it was, it was righteous as fuck, you know. I mean, fuck yeah, yeah, because it had the the big beat, you know. They got a, you know, yeah. I mean, there's, 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 hey, look. So there's, there's some definite like, I've seen video. I love watching old stuff with Prince live, and and there's quite a few in it they're not the best recordings typically the audio is pretty good but there was one where he introduced sheila e and she was on a full kit and um right 
something to the effect of, you think girls can't play? And he points to Sheila and she just absolutely rips off an unbelievable drum solo. And I've seen her obviously play with a couple of drums in front of her and um, she lay down, but that was the first time I'd ever seen her play behind a full kit. And she was legitimately like, I was like, wow. And cool thing was they just had a Prince um, tribute a couple weeks ago uh, for his fourth, the fourth anniversary of his death, which I can't believe. And um, yeah. Sheila E was the music director on it. And she absolutely tore it up. It was great. If you guys are interested. Yeah, I need to find that. It was, so did you, it was did you see some of it? Unbelievable. Oh, and I what did you see? Thing. From start to finish, I watched the whole part? thing. Um, there was a there was a ton of good stuff. Um, Saint Vincent. Um, I mean that that's uh, a big thing for NBC John, to sit at uh, prime time. It, uh, yeah, absolutely. You can't do I mean, that for was, much anyone. For yeah, right. I well, you do it for him, but it was cool too, and it was music heavy. They had a bunch of legends playing music. Um, Gary Clark Jr. did a couple tunes. Oh, really? And that guy rips. That was freaking, it was freaking cool. And, um, dude, I couldn't believe it. I love Dave Grohl. I like him behind a kit better than I do in the Foo Fighters. But, and I'll tell you all day, the first record was great. Um, but he came up on stage with the Foo Fighters and he said, you know, 20 years ago, we recorded Darling Nikki. And he goes, uh, I don't think Prince was too fond of it. Um, and he goes, so whatever, we're going to do it. And they went into it. And dude, they did. You guys have to see that version. F- a F- really good yeah. job. And everybody ate it the F up. Did, so f- then, <laughs> did Fish come out and do Purple Rain by any chance? <laughs> dude, Purple, get the, get, <laughs> the, the vacuum dude, cleaner lowers from the ceiling. I know shit, dude. <laughs> So they, of course, they ended it with Purple Rain and they talked about how Prince loved Mavis Staples' vocals. Yes. Loved, like she's one of his favorite vocalists in the world. You can hear that totally. And, and, and they asked her to do Purple Rain with the revolution, dude. Oh. And it was bad the fuck ass. Dude, I was crying like a fucking baby. It was awesome. I mean, awesome. Yeah, Purple Rain is, uh, I would call that one of the top 10 pop songs of all time. Uh, oh, for sure. I mean, it's, sure. it's just epic. It's got double endings. It's got, I mean, it's been performed on the biggest of stages while it's raining, uh, meaning the yeah, Super Purple, while it's raining purple. Yeah, the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, that was amazing. Yeah. The best of my favorite Super Bowl halftime show. I've actually, show I've actually got that show, or I've, I've got the press conference on. Does uh, he even say anything? No, he says any questions, and then someone asks, he lets someone ask a question, and then he just responds with the music for an hour. <laughs> it's like the, it's like that Saturday Night Live skit. What's up with that? What's up with What's that? that? What's up with that? Ow. Ooh, wee. Um, so anyways, yeah. I mean, my print stories go deep. I, it's, I love the dude. I th- he was a freaking genius. And I don't know if it hit me like it hit Drew, but it hit me pretty hard. I mean, it's, it, it's a huge loss. It's, it's just it was in the dude the dude said that he's like you know it's so long you know and he's got that legendary basketball thing which is actually true 
Oh yeah, I, mean, I don't know if you know, ball. but Prince can play ball. The dude can ball is right. all I heard, and I heard that long Good. before Dave Chappelle. And um, but it it's hysterical. Well, dude, look at the way he danced. He was obviously an athletic motherfucker, you know. And we are back. And we are back. Oh, we are back. We are back. Hey, folks. So um, I I don't even know where we left off because we got cut off on our Zoom meeting. Um, But I don't know. Hopefully we can figure this out. Purple rain somewhere. With editing. Yeah, we're talking about purple rain. Yeah, um, say like yeah, I think we were talking about preparing the song, which is you know one right. of the announcement singles of all time. You know, and I just want to mention a couple of the songs that were, you know, like the movie comes down to basically a battle of the bands between right. the time, Moore's Day. Moore's Day. Ice Cream Castles. So I had that album. I did I had, too. I did brother. too, really? Uh, my brother oh, did. Man, geez, my mom had me rolling in her grave listening to that. And my mom oh, yeah. was alive too. And, uh, but I mean, just like, what the fuck is this dude doing? Oh, dude, um, he was uh, he was on that Prince tribute, and they did a like a a. Uh, I have medley. to find this, dude. It's so fucking cool. He's got the. It's awesome. You gotta see it. Yes, I must see it. So must. yeah, I had the ice cream castles, uh, ice cream castles uh, album. Oh we oh we oh. So the number of songs, though, that Prince dropped to other people were... Correct. Uh, like, he wrote uh, Nothing Compares to You. Which is uh, my favorite Sinead O'Connor, Sinead yeah. O'Connor song. And um, it was cool, to The girl from the Bengals and um, Chris Martin from Coldplay did Manic Monday. And Chris Martin just, like, played piano, and she sang it. It was really... I can't did remember Did he write that? that? Um, oh yeah, 
Absolutely. Is I had no idea. Oh, I yeah. Had no idea. Oh, yeah. I had hey, no and fucking the, idea. The funny thing is they said, like, obviously, he would give, like, when he'd write songs for other people, it was, like, his B material, right? Um, and some of it just, like, exploded. But, yeah, Manic Monday was his tune for the Bengals. It was so cool, too, because she was, like, it seemed like she was almost in tears at the end of it. It was just neat. Like, think about yeah. him launching careers for two, you know, Sinead O'Connor, number one, and the Bengals. I mean, that sure. had to be the biggest hit. Sure. Completely. I mean, walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> and, uh, we'll have to look that up. But, yeah, it was pretty big. Like, uh, Rob, you might have read the same thing, where he is the only guy besides Elvis and one other dude who had the top single, the top movie, and the top album at the same time in America. That, that's crazy. It was Elvis and someone else. Uh, he was a freaking visionary, man. Like, I mean. MTV was like, he had to be like, oh, my God. I can what a, yeah. Right. Like, what, a, what an outlet for me to just go fucking nuts, you know? Right. And, you know. But the whole damn album of Purple Rain is 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 it, it's, it's one of it, I'm not going to say it's one of his best efforts because all he had so many great efforts. But but it's but considered wow. one of the finest albums ever written in the history of the world. So. It's true. It's yeah. true. I mean, and numbers back it up, and so does I would say fan appreciation as well. I mean, for sure, it's not like he has waned in popularity in the last few years. So absolutely not. So. Jed, you got any final words on Purple Rain? Oh, I think uh, I think it just goes to show, like the, like the more you listen to something, like never write off something the first time you listen to it, because you always develop into like your listening develops with the tune. The more you listen to it, and that's exactly you know with a really good album, like it doesn't matter the genre or you know it's a really good album whether it's the music that you're listening to or the music that you want to listen right. to. Right. Kind of about like what we got back to on the virtuoso conversation. Speaking of genres, folks, it's funny. If you look up uh, the purple rain on Wikipedia, it'll put what genre it's in. And there's like six of them. Like 25 it's, genres. It's hysterical, yeah. dude. It's yeah. so funny. It's just like pop rock, R&B, psychedelia. Funk. Like uh, hard funk. rock. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of everything. Talking heads are like that too. It looks Absolutely. Like every every Afro beat ver, like version of everything, Afro-punk. every funk, every it's Re- like, it's like remain remain, <laughs> remain in light episode, folks. We're talking great music. Episode here. three was a fantastic. Remain episode. in light. Go back and check it out. I'll put the I'll put the link in the show notes, which is now at music. Just to just start type, typing music challenge pod and our, the web on, face, on Facebook and our website will pop up. You can leave stuff. You can read what, all of our announcements. I'll put the show notes for every show up there. This is at music challenge pod on Facebook. And this is our new community uh, for you to you know, hang out in, throw, throw out your comments. Trust me. We'll Dish respond ideas. back. Pitches ideas. Jesus Christ. Pitches ideas. Throw us your formative four or throw us your formative one, whatever. You know, think about it. It's fun to think about it. it, We've gotten so many responses. We're looking for the gems. 
I know, I know you guys are into music if you're listening to this. So tell what what sent you on your paths, guys. Send them to us. I'd love to hear what they are. I will say, if you're if you've made it this far in the podcast, you obviously like music. So <laughs> right. yeah, send send us something. You know, I mean, you know, perhaps we'll have to uh, provide a. Uh, Perhaps you know, send out a sticker or something like that for when we send something. Yeah, in. if we if we get yeah. some stickers, we'll send you a sticker. If if you guys start sending responses to your form to four, we will send you a sticker. We'll somehow figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure we it out. We'll figure so, it out. Thank, thanks, Drew. Now you're committed to stickers. Anyways, that's okay. Stickers coming. I, I folks. already have a plan. We for can do it, that. So stickers coming, folks. Stickers coming, folks. It's stickers coming, folks. So, but we are proud to have brought you this Purple Rain episode. And I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you love the music, and I hope you just enjoy that which is Prince. So, thank you, guys. And good night. Thanks a lot. Good night. Good night. Bye bye. And we're gonna take it out with one more song. So take it easy, and we'll see you later. Enjoy Prince. Three, two, one. Mm. Done.